tonight on the Goblin's Corner. All about lycanthropy. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight, we're talking about lycanthropy. Yeah, all of the changey, furry, horrible, monstery things. Scaly, birdy sometimes. Yep. That'd be feathery. Feathery. Yeah, well, yes, that is also that. Or even leathery. Any of the type of creatures changing into some other creatures type things, we'll be discussing the curse or the blessing, depending upon how you play it, yeah. in your TTRPG. But first... So, obviously, we've got a question of the week. Now, this is typical, as we have been doing this for the last 73 episodes. <laughs> Indeed. So, you're in a fantasy world. You've been given the gift of a monster hybrid form. Okay. So, I can't just turn, change into, like, a wolf. No, no. no I turn into monster. a monster. Yes. Mm. A hybrid monster. Hybrid monster. Yes. So a blank man, right? Wolf man, bear man, but in this case, a monster man. Monster man. What's your monster? Well, I would think a cloaker would be hilarious. Like a wear cloaker. So you'd just be like Batman. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys don't know what a cloaker is, it imagine a cape with a mouth. And these like demonic little red eyes on the side. It's like if a manta ray and a cape had a love child. Yeah. It kind of looks like Doctor Strange's cape. But if you were a hybrid cloaker, you would just either look like a dude in a cape. That's true. Or a person-shaped cape. Yes. Now think about this. So you're a duster. Actually, yes. That would also work. Please explain a duster for those who are playing the home game who are not aware of all of the monsters in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd edition. Oh, no, no, no. I meant duster the jacket. Oh, there is literally an undead creature called a duster, too. Oh, nice. No, I was referring to the the trench coat-like jacket that you can actually tie around your legs. and Mm. It's a person-shaped jacket for all intents and purposes. So, all of this is fun and everything. I probably wouldn't play that. No. no. But I think what would be even more interesting would be a were-fairum. Okay. So, basically, and if you guys don't know what a fairum is, that's okay. Most people don't. It's kind of like a windsock with multiple arms. And a lamprey mouth. And a lamprey mouth. So, I would wear lamprey mouth windsocket. Okay. Sure. Now, think about that. A, it's ridiculous. Sure. B, it's just ridiculous. And horrid, I might add. Yeah. The lamprey mouth really does it for me. Yeah. You would, people would definitely assume you were some sort of undead. Yes. Some cor- or some kind of strange oh. creature. Yeah. So that would be a lot of fun. What about you? Hmm. I mean, part of me just says beholder. Right. Just like. Yeah, but that's too easy. Yeah. Because at that point, aren't you really just like a beholder head on a body? Because what else? How else? Or would you have like two stubby little arms and two stubby little legs off of a beholder? I'm just a little beholder (laughs) here. Yeah, I'm not for it. Now, you could go very classic route like 
mind flare be like wear a mind flare. But again, that's really just another, humanoid. Yeah, exactly. A wear boule land Ooh, shark. Ooh, a wear land shark. Now that is interesting. Just freaking tunnel through the earth and pop up. What is it um, in World of Darkness, the Rokea? Yeah. So it'd be like a land shark Rokea. Right. I like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Where Zorn? A where Zorn would also be amusing as well. Are you a where Zorn? Or perhaps you'd like to eat gems. Write to us. Info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach me, Eric at goblinscorner.com or me, Matt at goblinscorner.com. And of course, you can find us on all the things. All right. Like Discord. Occasionally. Yeah. And everything else. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about being in a fantasy game or being in a sci-fi game, any any game really. Right. And interjecting the delightfulness of lycanthropy into your campaign. Now, oftentimes it's a fantasy game, but let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with the cyberpunk campaign where you've got some strange genetic mutations and lycanthropy is the blessing. Yes. And it would be a blessing too. Can you imagine just chromed up and you just wolf out? Unless it screws up your chrome. Well, then Can you be- imagine being chromed first and then getting bitten? Oh, that would suck. Yeah. Awful. Still amusing <laughs> as well. So it could go either way. Yeah. So first off, why are we talking about lycanthropy? Well, we're getting close to Halloween. That's it's true. This is the second to the week of Halloween. Right. When this thing will come out. So... We also are going to have another episode on Elder Evils, guys. Indeed. Just letting you know. Also, and it was, Lycanthropy was happening a couple years ago, but you see less love for the were creatures yeah. in a lot of modern settings now. And so it's kind of an underused element, unless you're playing, of course, werewolf. Right. In which case, you're in the world of darkness and it's just standard issue deal. Right. But if you're not playing werewolf and you're playing something else, like anthropy may you may not may or may not see it. And you should see it. And you should see it more often. And also shape shifting in general can be great thematically, right? Uh for storylines or banes and boons for your players or NPCs. Sure. So it's a lot of fun ways to interject a story, interject some kind of side quest, or again, like you said, some kind of bane or boon for your character. Now, what exactly is lycanthropy? We spent a few minutes on Wikipedia, came up with some handy definitions for you guys playing the home game, and here's what we got. For the purposes of this exercise, we're not talking about clinical lycanthropy. Correct. Right. So, not the medical condition. We're talking about the traditional storytelling curse, or it's usually a curse. Right. This episode is about humanoids that turn into either animals or hybrid animal forms. Classically wolves, hence the name werewolf. And we're not talking about wolf wares either, which is actually a monster in second edition. Right. Which are things that stay in the hybrid form. Yes. Yeah. And we're not talking about any other animals that shapeshift into humans. Right. Specifically, humanoid creatures like elves, humans, dwarves, turning into animals. Right. Because it's a wide group of shapeshifting creatures in most games. Yes. And we could be at this all day. Absolutely. Okay, so let's start with lycanthropy as a curse. Well, we have a couple of options for being a curse. Right. 
So you've got the super traditional, it's transmissible by being bitten or damaged by someone that already has it. Now that's the standard issue one. Right. Something happened, got bit, now you're howling at the moon every full moon. Yeah. Werewolf in London style. Oh. So, you know, that's a classic. That is in fact a classic. And there's nothing wrong with it. That that works as is. But we've got a couple extra ways that you can get lycanthropy as well. Right. A generational. It could be passed down bloodlines. Perhaps every child gets it or every other child or, you know, it could skip a few generations. Seventh son of the seventh son all of a sudden can howl at the moon, turns into an armadillo. Sure. Why not? Where? Where? Wear armadillos, guys. I'm for that. I want a t-shirt that says wear armadillo, but it's W-E-A-R. Think about that. Sure. Now, would a wear armadillo, going out on a limb here, because armadillos are the only other animal that can get leprosy. Right. Think about that. Wear armadillo with leprosy. That's how it transmits its uh, curse. That would suck. I'm just saying. You die of leprosy. And werewolfism. Yep. That's a thing now. So, yeah, generational is fun. You could play some kind of game like that. A lot of ga- Some games actually have that because it was passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And then finally... Just a good old-fashioned proper curse. So you've done something or your ancestor has done something. And you fucked up now. Guess what? Now you have to turn into a wolf and eat people. Yep. It just happens. Yeah. Pissed off the gods. You've played with that arcane object. You messed with the sacred Jenga set. You know, you go the old fashioned, like thinner route, right? You. Oh, you piss the witch off? Yeah. Yeah, Don't mess with the witch, man. Or mess with the hag. Yeah. So. All sorts of things. And it should be noted that there are many different ways to piss off some kind of supernatural entity to get werewolfism. Sure. Or wear whateverism. Yeah, it could be, yeah, you might turn into a bear or a turtle, hedgehog, wear hedgehogs, guys. Usually, usually as a curse, it is a form that matches whatever the transgression was. So if you're greedy, you turn into a werebore. Yeah. If you're brutal, you turn into a werewolf. Um, I don't know. There's... I think, what would where bear be? I know they exist. What is that, disproportionate response? <laughs> maybe. You sleep a lot? Slothful, maybe? Could be. Yeah, if you were supposed to be doing something and slept through it and to to a ruinous end, and they're like, oh, if you like to sleep so much. Yeah. Like too many margaritas, you turn into a were flamingo. Or a were parrot. A werep- oh, yeah, parrot head. Good mm-hmm. job. I like that. <laughs> so, we and we'll talk about mechanics later, but think about the transgression if you're going to do that or how it is transmitted. Yeah. And we'll, we have a bunch of handy examples. Now, in addition to being a curse, many games have it as a blessing. Obviously, once again, White Wolf's game, Werewolf. Right. Because you're the sacred creatures of Gaia. But... We've got some other examples as well. For example, you might have... You might have a deity with an animal form or a moon deity or a nature deity 
that you have pleased by completing quest or, you know, what making something important or cleaning some area, whatever. And they're just like, here, my child, have this blessing. Now, for blessings, it's usually controllable lycanthropy. Yes. So it's not like I all of a sudden wolf out. Right. And it's usually tied to the spiritual animal the deity happens to be. Yes. So if your deity is an orca, you're probably going to turn into an orca. Most likely. However, if it's a moon deity, you might get to pick your poison. Oh, turn into any animal? Yeah. I mean, moon deities are traditionally the deities in charge of were creatures. So maybe you just get to pick and choose. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. In addition to that, you could also have, in addition to moon deities, nature deities. Sure. Or some sort of wilderness fae, which technically most fae are wilderness. Yeah. That's true. I was, I guess what I was thinking was. Seely versus unseely. Well, a desert fae may not have a lot of, uh. A lot of wear options. Wear jackal, wear jackal. What? Wear sidewinder. Wear scorpion. Wear scorpion would be cool. Wear raptors. Wear horned lizard. Yeah, shoot blood out of your eyes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Change into a horny toad and shoot blood out of my. Fuck you all up. That would be awesome. That would. You know what? That's what I want to play. (laughs) I want to play a wear. With a horned lizard. That would be great. I think you would have to play a blood hunter for that. Because you already use your blood as a weapon anyway. So taking damage just to do that? I think that would be great. And finally, it could just be a wish fulfilled. Yeah. Either wish gone awry, which would be somewhat cursed or blessing, or just I want to be stronger. And you didn't word it enough, and okay, you're stronger now. You're a werewolf. Or somebody just saw a were creature in action and was like, I need some of that. That dude just turned into a bear and mauled that guy. I want to do that. Yep. Yeah. I want to be a were bear under my own control. So think about the animals. Yeah. And again, how you got this cursor blessing. Now, a lot of this stuff is obviously fantasy related, but we also have for you sci-fi guys, a little bit more of some genetic type style, right? So you can spin it into a science theme very easily. Sure. For genetic, it would usually manifest as controllable after you've trained to control it. Right. So how were you created? Because it would definitely be either injectable or you were made in the lab. Right. So could be a lab ex- uh, experiment. This is great for like a dark dystopia like Shadowrun. Sure. I mean, Shadowrun's got magic anyway, so it would be not m- much of a fair leap to throw werewolves in it. And in fact, I think some of the source books, the critter source books, have those. It wouldn't surprise me. But cyberpunk would be easy- easily done as well. Just strange genetic mutation, man. Made in the lab, I escaped. Turned into a were snake, bite you. That's how I got out. That's how I got out, man. I bit this dude's head off and just booked. Or you could just take it as a spin on like a new Jekyll and Hyde type option. So this would be a fun either, again, in a sci-fi setting or 
think of a 1920s gumshoot style or even a Victorian role-playing game. Steampunk, yeah. Yeah, you could go steampunk with Jekyll and Hyde, but instead of turning into Mr. Hyde, you turn into a were-badger and just badger out. Straight badgering people all day long. Were-wolverine. Yeah, using alchemy or chemicals or something like that. So these are just a couple of different types of lycanthropes that you can start to interject into your campaign. Now, speaking of types of lycanthropes, we mentioned a bunch of them. Sure. Let's go over some of the, what we consider to be the traditional types of lycanthropes. And there are some traditional ones. Well, the the most classic for Western people Mm -hmm. is the werewolf. Just 100%. That's that's the the classic most common one. But there are some other common ones around the world, which is why they show up in games and literature and such. And that's you know, the werebear. Yeah. The Were Raven. Sure. Tiger. Or Jaguar is another good one. Yeah, true. The tiger, the boar. Yeah. Normally hunting creatures, but werebore is a little different. Yeah. So there's a couple of different uh, ones. And again, this doesn't mean that you have to play these. These are just the ones that are most common in, yeah. in games and storylines, stuff like that. But if for some reason... You want to go a little out of the box? Yeah, then go out of the box, guys. You want to be a werelion? Do a werelion. It'd be great. Yeah. I mean, any Get of... Wonderful mane of hair. Golden glows in the sun. Big snarling teeth. Be delightful. Now, uh, World of Darkness covered a lot of them. They went, they did a full set of great cats with Bastet. They did alligators. The mole? The macole. Macole. Yeah. Yeah. Mole is a sauce. Yes. <laughs> Both are delicious. Both are delicious, guys. Yeah. You can Alligator play. and mole. That's true. And if you play a Macole encased in Mole, even better, guys. Let me tell you. Wear sharks. Yep. The Rokea. Mm-hmm. Coyotes. The Nuisha. The Bats. I don't remember. Yeah. Nobody remembers that one. If you uh, well, remember that one, let us know. I think that was one of the Lost, the lost Tribes anyway. Uh, badgers and Spiders. Yep. And Spider was... Anasi. Anasi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Super, super. I remembered it was super obvious, but still couldn't put my finger on it. I don't remember it. the Badgers, though. I don't remember them at all. I don't think we, they had them. Okay. They don't need those stinking Badgers. Sure. Now, these are uncommon creatures, unless you're playing like a, a specific, like we said, World of Darkness type game. But again, you could do anything. Right. So let's get, let's get ridiculous. It's crazy up in here. Sure. So what kind of strange ridiculous creatures could we have where lemur well, yeah let's turn to so i'm a poo flinging tailed creature super agile super fast big old eyes perhaps that would be fun immune to cyanide are lemurs immune to cyanide well they're not not all lemurs are but some lemurs several are, lemurs the more are. you know yeah there you go that's that's what I'm here for. Now, that's just, that's actually a really easy one, but you could even get more ridiculous. Like you mentioned the were parrot. 
Yeah. Or uh, any bird, really. is Birds are weird. Where platypus? Think about that. Because <laughs> yes. that's what that creature needs. That is a where chimera, my friend. <laughs> a where platypus. Where's the guise of a man? Duck build. Looks... <laughs> His claws are poisonous. He's got a tail. Flappy tail, somehow. Well, I mixed a beaver with a platypus. A were no, beaver. You're correct. Oh, yeah, they do have tails. Yes. Jesus, those are crazy creatures. Let me tell you something. Oh, God just put leftover parts in the blender and really poured did, it out. Man. Just, just threw some shit together. A were beaver would be great, too. Sure. He would have to be named Buckeye. <laughs> yeah. You got a. Uh, you can do wear insects, not just spiders, but wear ants, wear centipede. That'd be freaking weird. Wear centipede would be great. Wear praying mantis. Yeah, and you know that's that's a throw ever, green. Uh, if you ever watched the movie Mimic, wear cockroach. Uh, be my nightmares right there. Uh, and in addition, you could go completely off the wall and do objects like a wear cake, turn into a delicious. Frosted cake. Sure. And then you could just go plain silly. So Doom Patrol had the wear butts. I missed that. It's yeah. It's 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 funny. Have you been watching Doom Patrol? No. 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 There you go. That's why. Well, they got wear butts in it. Let me tell you something like that. So think about all of the different creatures and animals. Literally, go open an encyclopedia. Go look online. You want to play something crazy? Do it. Play a macaque. Okay, go for it. Wear a macaque. You got it. It really comes down to what's in the storyline, what's in your game setting. If you have rhinos, for example, in your setting, and you want to play a wear rhino, or throw that in as a, yeah, Matt, you're giving me that eye. No, no. The the most vicious of all creatures, the wear hippopotamus. Yeah, the great maul like this, hungry hippo. Yeah. Just- Eat you just run around murdering stuff because I woke up this morning and that's what hippopotamuses do. Woke up pissed. I'm going to bite you. Yep. And that's how it works. So a lot of options to tailor make it for your story or your game. You can also, and this is a good point, make it character or plot specific as well. So as we mentioned, if you have dinosaurs in your game and Let's be honest, why wouldn't you? Because as Matten is very much aware, I have this thing about dinosaurs. Yes. It might Neither be. of us can stand them. No. No. Why not have a wear dinosaur in your game? I don't I don't trust people that don't have a favorite dinosaur. It's true. <laughs> Every kid does. Think about that. So it stands to reason you could have a wear dinosaur in your campaign. And then you say, why wouldn't it be a wear stegosaurus? Be- I mean, why wouldn't it? Or an Ankylosaurus. Yes. Or where Tyrannosaurus. Maybe get pissed off, you turn into this big headed thing, just start slugging it out. It'd be great. Your arms shrink, get all nubby. Yeah. <laughs> That's super useful. Now, going plot specific, what's the story behind why a creature becomes a were creature? Right. Is there some kind of mythology built into the campaign? Or is it like in our world where, depending on where you are, there's different methods or different reasons why people could become were creatures? That's right. So it could be blessing, curse, and more so. So the more lore you throw into a campaign, 
the better it is. You could also, if you wanted, give these creatures a permanent hybrid form, and maybe that's the basis of where all of the anthropomorphic races come from. So maybe like the lion-headed creatures, which I can't remember, the lionins? Yeah. Maybe they originally were lycanthropes, and then generation after generation, they just yeah. stayed like that. Tabaxi? Oh, yeah. That's a good example. Yeah, tabaxi or lizardmen. Yep. So you could actually use where creatures as the progenitor races for other creature races, which is kind of cool. All right. We're going to talk about using lycanthropy in your game, but we'll be right back after these messages. If there are any topics you would like us to cover, goods or services you would like us to review, or if you would like to sponsor an episode, we would love for you to contact us at info at goblinscorner.com. See you there. And we're back. Welcome back. So we're talking about lycanthropes in your campaign or someone else's campaign, certainly in a campaign, some lore behind it, how to customize your story for the campaign. And now we're going to get into a little bit of mechanics about, you know, kind of how to run them in a campaign. Sure. And a whole lot more. So let's talk a little bit about what if you're playing a game that doesn't have the mechanics for lycanthropes? How are you going to kind of wedge that into your campaign or your story? The first answer, which is the easiest answer, is... Throw it in. Steal them. Yeah. Steal oh. the mechanics. <laughs> Borrow the mechanics. Yeah, there's plenty of campaign, plenty of games yeah. that have mechanics already thrown in, either for changing or running it, and you just use those mechanics. Absolutely. Easy peasy. Just borrow it. And if they've got it in a different edition of the same game, find out what the old rules used to be, and then just adjust them forward. That's right. Now, let's say you don't want to steal someone else's game. It's fine. You sure. want to make your own. Okay. You know, we like making things on our own. Yeah. We've got some handy mechanics that you can use. First rule, what kind of type are you going to go with in terms of lycanthropy? So right. what, do we, what do we mean by that? So is it a curse, a blessing? Is it genetic? Like, what is the source of the lycanthropy? Yeah, pick your poison. Which one is it going to be? Sure. After that, what's involved in actually transforming? Now, this is important from a story perspective, particularly, yes. because is it something that takes a long time? Does it hurt? Yeah, does it hurt? Is it painful? Does it, you take damage? Is it a puff of smoke and bamf, I'm a were-tiger. Here I am, doing my were-tiger things. I got stripes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or is it something that, like, again, it may take a few minutes, and so you're not going to do it in combat. You're going to, like, go leave the scene, shapeshift, and then go rock out. Yeah, those are... Knowing what the action economy of something like that is, is important. And that will depend also on the lore that you put together from the first part we talked about, what kind of animal it is. So it's very possible that maybe one type shift shape shifts faster than the other. Sure. If you're similar shapes, you would, it would seem like it would be easier than if you're very dissimilar shapes. If you're sprouting hair, that may take less time than if you're growing a shell. Sure. Well, I was thinking a bear to a human is, would be fairly simple, whereas a canine to a human 
you've got that whole change in direction of elbows and things like that that would seem to be far more painful and a little more difficult to do from a biological standpoint. That's a good point. What triggers the transformations? And again, fall back on story, fall back on lore, or the mythology that you've created for your game. So a couple of examples. I can transform at will. Right. Always a favorite. Yeah, especially if it's a blessing. Yeah. I transform by the light of the moon because, you know, that's full moon. Full moon. moon. Yeah. Now, yeah. what if you've got multiple moons on your? Yeah, you're looking at me now. Think about that. Oh, I have thought about that. Is it one particular <laughs> moon? Is it any moon that causes the transformation? Or maybe you get stronger on one particular moon. What happens when there's an eclipse of two moons? What if different moons control different wear creatures? Yeah. So maybe if maybe wear rats can. The light of the new moon of the red moon, but the blue moon, other moon that you have in your world, is for werewolves. Yep. So this throws a little bit of dynamicism into your game so that not all were creatures behave the same way. Right. Maybe if you just get angry. Like the Hulk, you get pissed off. Yeah. Instead of you wolf out instead of hulking out. Yep. And you're tearing into people like like a velociraptor. Just shredding them. Somebody feeds you after midnight. It's true. Yeah. Turn into a gremlin and just go crazy. Get water thrown on you. You turn into a car. Anybody see that? Hanna-Barbera cartoon? Yes. Yeah. It's been a while. So these are some options that you have to add a little flavor to your campaign so that not everything's so generic. Additionally. Is it transmissible? So is it blood contact? Is it someone have you have to bite somebody? Is it willfully, like you can willfully transfer it, but if they don't want it, they don't get it? Or is it like a ritual? And if it was a gift or having done something, it may not be transmissible at all. That's true. Because that person over there didn't do shit. So that means that you may have to go on a special quest to be able to get that blessing. Yeah. Maybe you have to follow a specific deity in your campaign. Could be. Or can I get the special booster shot playing, you know, Shadowrun or something like that? Additionally, how long can you maintain the form? So when I shapeshift, is it all night? Is it to the rise of the, of the sun? Is it five minutes and then I break down into my constituent parts and become human again? Depends on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And it falls once again on lore for your story and then maybe the particular animal type or what mythology you're building. Sure. And finally, what are the effects? So what do we mean by we say, like, what are the effects? Well, first we have to think of description wise, right? Like what does it look like? What happens to you mentally as well, right? Like, does it change your mentality? And do you get bloodthirsty and you want to kill people? Do you get more harmonious and zen with nature? Could be either or, or both. Yeah. Like if you're a were-praying manis, man, you probably just chill. I'm chill until right I bite off. Right up until you're not. Mate and bite your head off. So there's a lot of things to consider. Um, additionally, you want to make sure that if you're going on building mechanics for lycanthropy, you want to make sure there's a sense of balance. Right. And for this, we're talking about 
if it's a curse, it shouldn't prevent your player from having fun. And if it's a blessing, it shouldn't allow a player to overshadow the other players. It should be something that was rewarded from good role-playing right. or storyline. It should be something that's given again for good role-playing or storytelling. Like, your character's just a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. You get cursed. Absolutely. A, and, and some characters like to play with that kind of handicap, and it's totally fine. Yeah. It's a lot of fun because you have to then deal with the repercussions. It's also a good thing to throw in maybe as an obstacle to overcome in a game, too. Oh, you're, the paladin got turned into a badger. He's digging holes everywhere. How are you going to fix that? He doesn't know anything. He didn't know any better. He, he thinks you guys are joking. Ah, no, I'm cool. And at night, he sheds his armor and grows thick fur. Starts digging. Screws up the church grounds. Yeah, just making holes everywhere. Messing stuff up. So think about that. Mechanically, you can think about things like, what's the overall bonus? So what? is it, you get stronger, you get faster, smarter. What would you have to be to get smarter? Wear coyote. A were, uh octopus. Wear monkey. Maybe. Could a were human. Hmm. More human than human. More charming would be another one. Sure. You might get resistant to specific types of damage like slashing or bludgeoning. You might have regeneration. Yeah. You might get a bite attack or claw attacks. Most critters have those. Absolutely. So there's a lot of different things you could potentially get. Now, in the interest of balance, a lot of times you'll want to have some negatives with that. The biggest negative, you've turned into a fucking animal. Right. Like your head just turned into a bear. You're going to scare people. Yes. And so social negatives with those physical bonuses. And... Those are going to have longer lasting effects than just, oh, well, his head's not a bear anymore, so he must be fine. Yeah, because at any given time, people are going, well, wait a minute. He might turn into a bear again. Right. I just saw him tear this guy's head off and eat it like candy. Right. And he wasn't playing Dave Matthews. So something is going on. We got to watch this guy. But you could also have other types of negatives as well. So social obviously is a big one. Sure. Villagers are brandaging fire and weapons. But you could also have stuff like traditionally werewolves are damaged by silver bullets. Absolutely. So silver could be definitely a bane of yours. But also. Speaking of bane. Wolf's bane. Yeah. Or. And appropriate. If you're my brain, you know how it goes. So you're a were tiger. And the cat lady has a yard full of catnip. Oh, your bane is catnip? Do you have to make saves to not veer into the yard and hang out every round? Because catnip affects great cats. Sure. That if you be, haven't seen those videos, you should absolutely watch that. That would be hilarious. Yep. A- additionally, cold iron might harm you. Sure. Or you might have specific taboos or anathemas. 
So maybe you can't cross, I don't know, running water like a vampire. Or maybe, again, maybe you can't not turn down a scratching post as a were-tiger. You have to scratch. Maybe if you're a an aquatic-style turtle or an aquatic creature, you can only transform within a certain distance of water because you just, the beast within you won't be out of sight of water. Yeah. Things like that. Which would be a good one for uh, a were shark, yes. certainly. Like, you're not going to be a were shark in the desert. No. Or you can be a were shark in the desert, but you're never going to get to change. Which is going to suck. Yeah. So, when do these bonuses and negatives occur in your campaign, in your story, mechanically and story wise? So, are they just going to wolf out, or are there some bonuses like smell? Are they always on? So, for example, in a lot of games with mechanics for wear creatures, they have like a slight bonus because they're wear creatures. Right. Damage resistance or some regeneration. Maybe they can smell like Wolverine, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I smell that guy coming in, you know. They might have heightened senses. The backside of that being you are going to smell like a predator. Yes, and you're going to intrinsically freak other people out. And other animals. Try, uh, Try getting, hitching a ride on that cart or riding a horse. When you smell like a wolf. When you smell like a wolf. Yeah. So think about... If there are only bonuses when you wolf out, or if there are intrinsic bonuses just from having that template applied. Yeah. And get creative. Yes. Again, many different types of animals. Why keep it the middle of the road? Like, if you're going to go crazy, go crazy. Be a giant anteater. A giant anteater. That would be freakish. A were sloth. So cute. A were sloth monk. A were sloth monk? Yes. Order of the slow fist? <laughs> Just... I can see it coming. Why can't I dodge? Yeah. Yeah, it, just, it keeps... It unerringly attacks. Yeah. That would be awesome. So these are just a couple examples mechanically that you can use to toss were creatures into your campaign and play this. Now, we would be remiss if we did not give you some examples story-wise and maybe even... Just a couple of examples of lycanthropes in general. Sure. So let's uh, let's toss a couple of story examples first. Well, first and foremost, if you've got a wild, aggressive lycanthropy in your game, it is something for your murder hobos to go a-murdering. Now, this is the easiest way to throw lycanthropes into your game. Something's out in the woods, go kill it. Right. That's it. Ta-da. Ta-da. It's simple, short, vicious, and what's even more fun is if it's only one with a bunch of other regular animals. Sure. So if it's a werewolf, there's a pack of wolves. Which one's which? And your characters get paranoid, which is lots of fun. So they're either going to kill every wolf they come across or maybe misjudge. Additionally, going on that theme, breaking a family curse is a great story option to throw at your characters because maybe you were the victim of the curse, like your player character was. Right. And now the rest of the party has to break the curse for you, or... Or a friendly NPC, the curse has come into fruition on them, and now they need the PC's help to get rid of the family curse. 
Yeah. In fact, in the Forgotten Realms, Kelimvor, when yeah. he was mortal, had a he had to take everything. Uh, mm-hmm. He had to have a price for everything, or the way he turned into a werewolf, mess people up. He turned into a panther. Was it a panther? Oh yeah, yeah. were panther. Yeah. See, there you go. There's a lot of panthers in Forgotten Realms. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's Kelimvor, and then there's you know that panther from Dritz. You could have an outbreak. Yes. Now this is if like can't there be spread by bites? Maybe someone is maliciously doing this. How fun is that? Maybe it's the were rats. That is absolutely a were rat plot. Every, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, were rats are grabbing people. They're biting them deeply. The thing is, is if everybody's a were rat, then nobody will hunt were rats, right? Like it is. It is that devious cunning style line of thinking that a were rat is more likely to have than say a were tiger very true now if you want to go more of a subtle route you could say there's just a series of murders in a village you're hired just your your party of adventures is hired to solve this and it just so happens that the assailant is a were creature a were cat is living in an alley just chilling, you know, as a cat. Yeah. And then it's hard hybrid form of human and cat. It Maul- turns into a tabaxi and just starts murdering. Mauling, yeah, mauling people, left and right. You could, if you want to go a different route. Use it as a reward for a quest or a series of quests. And I think that depends partially on how powerful of a boon you want to make it. So it could be something where you could give them a boon for maybe just a month. So sure. you could do like, what is it, like the site bonuses that mm-hmm. D&D has? So you could do something like that, or it could be permanent. Sure. Just permanently get to do it. But maybe it's only like once per day or once per month. When the moon is right, you can change into a wear turtle. Your armor is amazing. Deflects all everything. And you suddenly get really good at ninjutsu. And out of the woods comes a large rat. Teach you the ways. No, we all got it really early on. Yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) Keep keep going with that. Now, speaking of side quests, it could literally just be a side quest. Yeah. Hey, look, we know you're saving the world. But since you're headed to this town over here anyway. There's a werebear that just has eaten all the honey. All of it. He's been rolling around. He wears a red shirt. Go get this guy. You're just you're just in a pop culture <laughs> mind frame, aren't you, man? I really am tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. And finally, it could just be punishment. Yeah, and one hundred percent, it can be consequence of action. This is what you get for disintegrating the hag's hut. Yeah, you really should have knocked. Yeah, you burned down all her shit. Now she's pissed, and now. You are a were squirrel. You can never, never, never piss off a hag and leave them alive. And let me tell you something. When you're a were squirrel, you know what you do? You have to dig into other people's roofs and just live there and collect nuts. But yep. m- mostly chew and on- get drunk in spring. Yeah, and chew on wires. You know about that, right? Oh, so. No. Wait, what is this getting drunk in? I mean, I get drunk regularly, but how is this different with squirrels? So squirrels, when they bury acorns, the water will seep into the acorns 
over winter and the natural fermentation will take place and when they when the weather gets warm in spring they'll bite into the acorns and get basically acorn liquor when they're so these little bastards are boozy yeah oh that explains a lot now and if it's if it's a really warm winter or a really warm spring really early on like if it goes from cold to really warm yeah it ferments very quickly they're ravenous when they get up and you could literally can see squirrels just stumbling like around a bunch the of yard. college students on a yeah. saturday night just spring break yep love it fun stuff oh man nature's great <laughs> so there's a couple of story examples for your campaign i'm gonna remember that that's awesome but we would again be remiss we've got a couple of examples just a few that we've put together of specific lycanthropes in your campaign for example a strange disease is causing people in town to turn into snarling wolves when the moon is full. Now, there's your classic trope right there, guys. But a lot of fun to play. Anyway. Hey, here's one. A mysterious metallic sphere causes all who touch it to gain animal-like powers, but with a cost. Dun, dun. Dun. Yeah. Think about that. So that could be totally sci-fi. Lost in a corn maze, you see this big old black sphere, you touch it, turn into a crow. Characters must seek out an old ranger of the forest who hunts by day as a human and by night as a black bear. Do you gain wisdom from this creature or, or must you defeat him? Think about that. Could be a column A, column B situation. A little, little bit of both, maybe. While ice fishing, one of the characters was bitten by a penguin and now whenever he gets too cold, turns into a penguin. Yeah, that's right. Where penguins. Think yeah. about that. And his name is Willie. Willie. Chili Willie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little hat. Mm-hmm. Little hat. He's got a little, what, a little scarf around his neck. He's that's just kinda, true. What's going on? I was also thinking, because, uh, you know, my kids watch um, Aquanauts, thinking mm-hmm. Peso the Penguin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You, you wouldn't watch that. Nope. And finally... Something in the depths that wears the shape of a person has been coming onto shore in a port town and stalking the sailors. Yeah, so is it a shark? Is it a manta ray? Think about that. That would be cool. There's my cloaker right there. A wear manta ray? A wear yeah, manta ray. Basically. Yeah, it just pops out of the water, majestic, turns into a human. Might as well be a wear stingray. That's true. Tail. Yeah. yeah. Jumps out of the water, looks like a pirate. Rum and seawater. What? Nope. Doesn't look like a pirate? Oh, no, absolutely. No, my brain went someplace dark and terrible, terrible things that uh, the people out there don't We'll speak about that later. Yeah, let's talk about that later. So there you have it. Just a couple of examples of things mechanically, thematically, story-wise, you can use to put lycanthropes into your campaign. Absolutely. And, And again, we suggest... Go, go hog wild. Yeah, have fun with it. I mean, you could do the classic tropes if you want to do the classic tropes, or... Or you could be a were-bombardier beetle. Yeah. <laughs> a were-lightning bug. Think about that. That'd be fun. Were a firefly? It's just, what do you do? I grow an antenna, my butt lights up, 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's all that happens. You just got to butt the lights up. Now, that would be both a boon and a, a curse. Yeah. Especially if you're the rogue. This would be, that would definitely be a fae thing. Yeah. You, you Think about this. You come across a mushroom grove. There's a fae there. You help the fae. I'll give you a boon. Character goes, yeah, give me a boon. They turn you into a lightning bug. And you're like, well, I can't use this combat wise. Damn, is it? Well, sure you could can, you? You can yeah. fly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. And flight is awesome. Flight's always a combat power. And my butt glows. Yeah. I mean. Might get you an extra set of arms. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So, you, yeah. So, there's always look on the bright side, guys. With the with the Fae, if it's going to be a mischievous gift, it should still be a useful gift. Fair enough. Just with a fair mix of. Amusement. Yeah. Assholery. And, yeah. A little assholery and, and ridiculousness. Yes. Did we miss something? Write to us. Info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach me, Eric at goblinscorner.com or me, Matt at goblinscorner.com. We're on all of the things. Here are a couple of things that we are on. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Twitch. As Goblins Corner. And of course, we're also on Instagram as The Goblins Corner. You like our show? Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, YouTube, or Twitch. If you could help us out and click the five stars, give us a review on iTunes or YouTube or Podchaser. It feeds the hungry algorithm and it gets our show in front of more people. That's We'd right. Appreciate it. So that we don't get mad and shapeshift into some kind of badger and stalk you at night. Badger you. I have no idea what noises badgers make. I, was... I, don't, I don't know either. It's, it's, it's fine. We'll look that up later. Okay. That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time. Good night, folks. The Goblin's Corner has been written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. D20 did our music. And this is, in fact, a subterranean production. Your voice is so low. 